Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, sitting right over there, you know who he is, my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reg? <laughs> What's going on, Ken? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I, I know we all kind of get ready for the season at a, at a different point. Uh, some people are, you know, they're ready for opening day, the, the, the very next day that the, the previous season ended. Uh, but a, as it's building and building, uh, we just had our 53-man roster cut that we'll talk about here shortly. But right now, there's nothing other than <laughs> a couple practices between now and, and opening day. <laughs> You know, yeah, there's, there's, there's not too much going on, man, other than the season is about to go on. And uh, so we're looking forward to that, man. And, uh, you know, hearing you, uh, first of all, I just want to tell everybody thanks for tuning in and listening to us uh, before we get started. Uh, if you follow us on YouTube, you can see that our Twitter handle is down at the bottom. Um, and if you're listening, you know, our Twitter handle is at the two knuckleheads. That's uh D-A, and then the number two, followed by Knuckleheads. We're on Twitter. And, of course, if you're following us on, listening to us on YouTube, please, please don't forget to like and also subscribe uh, to our channel so you can make sure that you get uh, these notifications when these come out. But, uh, but Ken, I noticed you were playing, you know, Hell to the Redskins just as we were coming on here. It sounded a little spotty, um, yeah. but uh, being, a, being a veteran fan like myself, I was able to recognize the tunes. So uh, uh, to that song, um, but interesting enough, man, um, Jason Wright made made a little bit of uh, news today, uh, talking about said name Redskins. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think uh, it depends on what side of the, you know, <laughs> where you sit. I, I think uh, on the on this Knucklehead podcast, we've both basically said it's not going back. Right. Well, well, let's well, let's let's tell the people what what we're referring to. Uh, so Jason Wright was being interviewed by 106 fan uh, local sports talk radio station over in the D.C. area. Right. And he was asked uh, about the name. And I'm going to paraphrase. And he basically said. It doesn't matter about the signatures because the name is not going to go back. That's not even being talked about, not even being considered. And he said, period. So essentially, for all those that wanted the name to kind of go back to being the Redskins, he pretty much put a kibosh and basically ended that discussion uh, um, right then and there. And so to your point, if you've been paying attention and listening to us, we knew it wasn't coming back. No. I just hate that it took him this long to say something. But uh, but at the end of the day, we knew his name wasn't coming back. And so he's finally put that to bed, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, I, <laughs> it it makes me chuckle that it it left for a reason, and whether you agree with it or not, you should have known and understood the reason, right? It it wasn't just a willy nilly. I'm going to change it just because there was reasonings behind it, and and the number one reason was was money, right? Uh, you you can disagree a hundred percent with the social implications of, of the name and and the complaints revolving around that, but it, it came down to money 
and sponsors weren't going to give the team money. And hey, every team out there, if, if you're the New England Patriots and all the sponsors say, we don't want the, that name any longer and start change, want you to change it, when there's no money coming in, you're going to change the name Patriots. I know it sounds Correct. ridiculous, and that is a ridiculous example because it's not that wouldn't happen. But in that situation, you're there to make money. These owners are, are, are you know, make millions upon millions of dollars every single year, and for them to not make money it, it is just poor business management, right? Because because the money is rolling in between TV contracts and sponsors. There, there's so much money to be made in the NFL. Um, and so if you're not capitalizing on it, you know, shame on you. And, and of course, with revenue sharing, uh, the expectation by the league and the league owners is that everyone is going to do everything that they can in their power to make as much money as possible. Because if all 32 teams is making as much money as they can, then that's more money to be put in their pockets. And so when Washington began to lose money due to sponsorships, tickets, ticket sales, merchandise and all of the above Washington is no longer carrying their weight and the league was not going to let Washington go on forever not pulling their weight because whether Dan was Dan Snyder was making money for the rest of the league or not he was certainly sharing in the revenue of the other 31 teams so you have to pull your weight and so when sponsorships left the uh you know the merchandise sales are down ticket sales are down it was becoming an issue And so something was going to have to change. And because of that change, it's not about to come back. So we knew it wasn't coming back. And, and, and I think we've already spent enough time on, I mean, I'm even sporting a hat. I I still have a ton of gear. And, and for those that are wondering, no, I'm not getting rid of it. Do I wear it as much? No, because I got commander's gear, but that doesn't mean I'm not about to get rid of my stuff. Yeah. Your damn mind. I got it. I wear it, and ironically, it's, it's funny. I probably get more uh, people stop and say something to me about when I'm wearing Redskins than I do Commanders. Right. Be- because it's, it's usually, you know, you guys should have changed the name and all that, and at that point, I don't have the time to get into a conversation with a non-fan. <laughs> but nonetheless, listen, because it's a whole topic, right? People that yeah. don't follow the team, don't follow the organization, haven't been through the roller coaster, the up and down, so I just usually say, hey, man, it was, you know, whatever. It, it is what it is. It's not going back. Commander's fan, I keep it moving. But, and, uh, and for those that don't know, we're in Dallas. So when we have these conversations, it, it's about a 98% chance it's with a, a, a Dallas Dallas fan. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so with that being said, I'm just glad Jason Wright or someone from management – and uh, has finally spoken out about it from the uh, foot from the football side of things, and uh, from the organization side of things, I should say, and has finally let people know they can cool 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 it with all this name change talk. Yeah. I mean, if they go to another name other than Commanders, that's a whole other topic. But the whole thing of going back to Redskins, I'm glad they finally put this to bed, and we can and we can move on to bigger, better things. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk once again, we'll, we'll talk about the 53 man roster, uh, here in a second, but I think we've got, you know, it's not a big announcement. I mean, for you and I, it's a big announcement for the listeners. Well, hang on, hang, hang on, hang on. What, what about the, uh, 
Are we going to touch on the what Ron said about Sam Howell? We can, we can. I, I, you know, with, with Sam Howell, I mean, with Ron referencing um, that what he saw week eighteen last year, game seventeen, that he wish he would have, you know, seen that and recognized that earlier and would have played him earlier. Um, my, my only criticize criticism to that whole thing is ron you talk too much you're, you're too open about your comments because we all make mistakes right we, we all do things or you think something's good and it turns out bad you think something's bad or, or mediocre and it turns out good um ron you're just sharing too much that, that's all that that is because every single coach has been in that exact same situation might not have been the quarterback it might have been a, a lineman a you know a wide receiver a tight end whatever every single coach has been in that spot they just don't lay it on the line and, and let everybody know their business like ron did i, I don't disagree i i said it um a few podcasts ago i said when the ownership change in dc it's like a big weight was lifted off off of ron's shoulder but apparently the weight was lifted off his lips too because all of a sudden he's he's he has put his foot in his mouth and spoke a little bit too open and honest with the media, uh, a little bit too much here recently since, since right. July. And keep in mind, we're only in August for the end of August, nonetheless, but Ron and put in, put his foot in his mouth more times <laughs> since the ownership sale than he did in the first three years he was here. All right. It's like, Ron, hold on, hold on. Ron. We don't need to know everything. Exactly. We, we don't man. Listen, I mean, you got people arguing about, about whether the earth is round or flat. And yet here he is putting something out there and it will be interpreted a thousand different ways. Just, just from one statement. Right. And so he's a veteran coach. He should know better. And the fact that he's willing to, to just be open, maybe it's just a difference between a Charlotte market and a DC market. It's like, come on, man, you, you, you should know better than this, Ron. So, Despite what he said, he just shouldn't have said that out loud. He said yeah. that that was a conversation he had with his wife. Well, damn it, Ron, you should have kept it with you and your wife. Okay? Yeah. You should have kept that conversation between you and your wife. I didn't need to know it. None of us needed to know it. Right. But come on, man. Come on, Ron. Do, do better. Yeah, yeah. And and like I so, said, but all, all, the coaches, all the coaches go through that. They just don't uh, let everybody know. You know, all the, all the ideas and thoughts and mistakes, uh, you know, they don't, they don't make them public. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, speaking of, you know, mistakes recently, I know this isn't Washington related, but I'll, I'll bring it back around to Washington related with Trey Lance, uh, everything they gave up uh, for him. And they didn't talk about it in depth, but clearly they, they San Francisco 49er uh, group, realized that that he wasn't what they thought he was and and they moved on from it and they got a lot of criticism from it but i i will have to give them credit the same way that i gave ron rivera credit when he recognized haskins was not an nfl caliber quarterback whether it was maturity whether it was skills whether it was whatever whatever that bag is and still under his rookie contract first round pick and cut him and let him go um and and kudos to that because 
way too many times uh, for Rivera and and for Shanahan both. You draft, a, especially a first-round quarterback, and you hold on to him, and you hold on to him, and you hold on to him. We did it with RG3, right? He, he, sat, he sat at least one year, if not two years, watching Kirk Cousins. Uh, we we got got nothing for him, but 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 a wasted uh, paycheck on it. So um, you know, <laughs> yeah. no, I understand. Uh, and, I understand. And, and, I'm, and I'm not getting into RG three talk because my blood pressure will go up. But uh, we can move on from that. But I, you know, if you have any comments or ideas, no, or no, I I, I have a whole another uh, take on the uh, Trey Lance situation uh, in San Francisco, and it's for another day and another time. But uh, I don't think it was a situation the kid couldn't play as much as I just, I'll just say, I think the window for San Francisco to win a championship is, is a lot smaller than the amount of time probably they had to develop Trey Lance. So this was a, let's just move on from the, from the kid and, you know, giving him another opportunity. And I don't know what kind of career he's going to have, but that's a whole nother, whole nother discussion in, 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 in that topic. But, um, but at any rate, moving on, moving on to the next man. Uh, do we do we want to get to the the major announcement for you and me, but probably minor announcement for everybody else? <laughs> I mean, it's certainly you know, certainly big for me and you. But for ahead. you and I, this is this is big. This is big. Uh, you know, like I I, I mentioned earlier, uh, Reggie and I are both in the in the D.C. area. I'm sorry, we're in the Dallas area so we don't get to DC we don't get to you know a lot of the hype a lot of the parties a lot of the things that, that go on in DC we don't have uh, access to do we do try to you know catch a uh, every handful of years catch a Dallas game here or, or something close uh, when something's going on here when the when the draft was here in Dallas we went to that and uh, we uh, did w- was there for that so you know we, we like to be involved as much as we can but Week one, your boy Reggie and I, what? we will be we will be flying what? to DC for week one. No, I bought tickets for us. I bought airline tickets for us. I bought <laughs> you, lower level seats for us. I, I got a hot dog yeah. and a beer for us. It's all on me. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> I was gonna say you. We're going to say you did. But yeah, man, we uh we got some exciting news about that, man. Your boys are going to be in the house. We're going to be in the building, uh, FedEx Field, September eleventh, if I'm not mistaken. No. The Sunday is September eleventh. No. The tenth. Are you sure? I thought yeah, the game was on the eleventh. We fly. We fly on the ninth. The game is on the tenth. Game's on the tenth. Okay, I stand corrected. Either way, we will be in the building, man. If you're, the, and, if you're there uh, on the 11th, Reg, you, you're gonna you'll be a little late, my man. <laughs> but we're on the same well, flight, so I'll make sure I'll make sure you're there we'll, on time. We'll be in town, man. We're gonna be in the in the, in the building, man, having a good time uh, for the home opener in the post Dan Snyder era. Uh, looking forward to meeting quite a few people that we've been just talking with and interacting with on social media and things of that nature. Uh, there's going to be a huge tailgate that uh, will be taking place. You got to have tickets. There's going to be so many tailgates. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, it. And, I mean, and, I mean, the stadium's already sold out. 
the game is sold out. Um, in fact, I saw today that they are now opening standing room only tickets. I love and, it. And, uh, you know, I, man, I, I never thought I'd see the day. Um, but the fan base has come back, man. I mean, people said that they would come back when, um, when Dan Snyder was gone. And so far, that's held true. Um, but clearly, there's a lot of excitement, you know. The, the, there's people who were showing up week one that if this team is not playing well by week nine, they're not going to the game, right? <laughs> there, there's those people too, but yeah, yeah. for the sake of week one, the house is going to be full, man. And uh, we are excited. We are looking forward to it. And uh, man, this is going to be, it's going to be big. Cause it's been, it's been a while since we've been to FedEx field. We've gone to other stadiums right. um, for road games. Um, just, just case in point, we were down in Houston, uh, this past season, but to be at a home game, it's been a few years and, uh, this is going to be a major, ma- major deal, man. And I'm looking forward to it and excited about it. Yeah. I, as it's, I mean, when, when we first started talking about it, I was excited about it, uh, looking forward to it. And as I, everything that I've seen, uh, has made me look more and more forward to this game. Uh, the roster that's getting put together. I, I know it's preseason. I, I'm, I'm, I'm lightly tapping the brakes. Um, but I, Are you I, like what I, I like what I see from Sam Howell. I like what I've, uh, the, 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 even though it's vanilla, I like the initial play calling of uh, the enemy and how I, I can see some things that he's already done just in preseason that we didn't do last year on some of our very simple schemes. So I know everything during the regular season is going to build on that and be more elaborate based on that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, it, that was one of the reasons why I watched preseason because I wanted to see just what, or I should say, just get a glimpse of what an Eric Bieniemy system was going to look like and just the preseason looked a hell of a lot different than what our regular season looked like last year under Scott Turner. Right. And uh, so, so we saw some things that that is promising, man. And uh, the one true uh, Sam Howell certainly looks the part. Uh, people have asked me about him and I said, listen, I'm not going to get ahead of myself and, and put Sam in the, in the uh, hall of fame, but I will say up to this point, I've not seen anything from Sam that would make me question whether or not he can be the guy that leads this team in the future. Uh, he's handled everything well. He's I keep coming back to the poise. It doesn't seem too big for him. And he's done everything the right way. The kid's not making a whole lot of mistakes. I mean, is there is there room for growth? Absolutely. I mean, the kid is essentially a rookie, right? right? I mean, I know this is technically his second year in the league. But outside of playing the last game of the season and then preseason, he's had one game, man. So this is all all still a growth for Sam Howe, but he's handled all of the tests almost with flying colors up to this point. So right. there's nothing but optimism uh, for Sam Howell. I mean, in years past, regardless of the quarterback that we put on the center, there's always been, been a yeah, but. You know, we had a yeah, but with Alex Smith. There was a yeah, but with Carson Wentz. There was a yeah, but with Fitzpatrick. There was a lot of optimism, but there was yeah, but when it came to Dwayne Haskins. I mean, every quarterback 
even with even with RG three, Heineke also. Heineke was a yeah, yeah but and again RG three, there was a yeah but with the guy, right, 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 and and so far the only knock that we've seen from Sam Howell technically has been the fact that everyone says that he didn't look good his last year in college and he fell to the fifth round. Some people explain that as his talent was gone. Other people just said, yeah, he's a fifth round guy, but we're about to find out, man. The, the, it's, it's for real, for real. Um, uh, starting next week. Well, for us a week and a half or so, but uh, the game start uh, next Thursday, officially the new season. So I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm excited. And, and I'm interested. I mean, I think the expectation, uh, especially when you look at our schedule and the, and the defenses that we play, you know, they're going to bring the heat for Hal. They're, they're going to be blitzing. They're going to be doing everything they can to put pressure on this young quarterback. And I, I'll be interested, you know, I think we'll know within the first, I'll say three weeks, how he handles that. It doesn't mean he's not going to have highs and lows, but you'll see, and it's not that I'm expecting him not to be able to maintain his composure, but you'll really see what the kid is made out of. Young man, I don't mean to insult anybody by calling anybody a kid. It's just at my age, everybody's a kid. Um, and, you know, you're, you're going to see him get tested. And you're going to see the offensive line get tested. So uh, it'll, it, it's going to be very interesting that just the, the first two or three weeks and – but here's but here's here's where but here's where I feel good about it. Assuming that teams are going to do exactly what you just described. Yep. The other part to this is I feel very confident in the play caller that Eric Benemy will be smart enough and willing to make the adjustment. So what do you Absolutely. do? You either mass you, you you mass protect or you call the play that gets the ball out of his hand quick. Where Scott, Scott would just, you guys got to pick up the blitz. Right. And teams just continue to blitz. Eric, Eric is going to say, oh, they want to blitz us. So let's call a play that will counter the blitz and see what happens there. And so I feel good about Eric's ability to try to call the game in a way that's going to help Sam help the offensive line, the ability to pick up a blitz. Right. And so, so, I, so again, I feel good about that. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think last year when you look overall at the game, I mean, I know there was a, a dynamic uh, difference between when Wentz was playing and Heineke was playing uh, that, that exposed or covered up some of our weaknesses with the offensive line. But Turner, other than the game against Philadelphia, where we just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, uh, outside of that, there was very little difference from week to week, from team to team. Uh, scheme to scheme, it, it seemed like it was the same thing week in, week out, never any adjustments. Um, and to your point, I expect Eric Bieniemy to be to be ready to, for those adjustments, uh, be able to capitalize because when it, you know, obviously when it, when a team blitzes, uh, they leave holes open. You just have to be able to coach Howell up to know where those holes are going to be, coach the receivers to to make those. Uh, hot reads and get to that open spot. And yeah, I, I think we're going to see a, a a difference in those situations this year compared to the last. No few doubt. Years. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so, so go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, I was going to start. Uh, if you don't have anything else, I was going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the, ro you know, the roster 
and, and the final 53. Um, Let's get into it. Let's get into okay. it. Uh, and, and, and Reggie and I talked before we, we started this podcast. And in, in, in a lot of ways, this final 53-man roster was kind of vanilla. Uh, there, there were no surprises. Now, now, you may say there's a surprise at, at a third or fourth stringer that may or may not have made the team, but pretty much every starter that we expected to start is there. No, nobody got bumped. No surprise cut. No, no surprise cut. Um, except one. Except one. For you or for everybody across the board? Uh, well, there's one surprise cut. And... Last week I made a bold prediction. Okay, so since I made it made it here, a bold prediction, I'm gonna go ahead and 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 admit that I was wrong. I said Kaz Allen was not only gonna make the, be on the squad, but I said he was gonna make the 53 man roster, and your boy was wrong. So my bold prediction was not very bold. <laughs> it was what? still bold to predict. It didn't come true. <laughs> well, I, I think for those that uh, may or may not have watched the last preseason game, because you made that prediction before that last preseason game, uh, Kaz Allen, in that game in particular, when the lights are on, didn't do anything to help himself. He had a muffed ball, and then as a receiver, he dropped not one, but but two uh, two balls as a receiver. So, his he had butterfingers all night long, and so if he was on the bubble, that might have been the deciding factor. Um, yep. Initially, they said that he wasn't going to be brought back on the practice squad. That was all the rumor, but it looks like he is going to be back on the practice squad. And you know, when he has the ball in his hand as a as a punt returner, it looked like he might have something. He might have that that little spark. Um, to, to, you know, to break one, to create something, to set your, to set your offense up in a good position, uh, with, with a little bit shorter field. But, uh, as we all know, the first thing you have to do as a punt returner is catch and hold the ball. So. This, is, this is true. And we got a hall of famer for that. We got a hall of fame catch the ball guy. And that's uh Dax mill. That's all he's going to do. If, if there was a if there's a Hall of Fame for make sure you catch the ball on punts, punts and kickoffs, Dak right. will be in it. But, yeah, but hey, pure, you know, it is what it is, man. Pure sarcasm, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, look, man, we, 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 we still we need see how it goes. We still need somebody dynamic, man. You can't just get the ball at 25 every time. I mean, hell, get us at the 45 every now and then. But I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I you know, hey, I, I, I wanted Kaz Allen to to take the job, you know, take it, earn it, and and be that spark. Um, and it's not saying that he won't. He he may he may end up from the practice squad. Uh, you know, come on over. Uh, another another player that I know uh, a lot of fans had their eye on that ended up getting cut and not making the practice squad was our local favorite Jared Patterson. That's um, correct. Jared was uh, cut. He, he, yeah, he uh, unrestricted free agent when he when he joined the team uh, was on for a couple years and was cut this time. Um, I know I, I, you know, when I read out there on Twitter or, or other social media, 
people say, oh, some team's going to pick him up. You know, whether that's Kaz Allen, whether that's uh, Patterson, whether that's whoever. But the reality is every single, all 32 teams have a Jarrett Patterson kind of guy. The, fan, <laughs> the fans like that third or fourth string that he's got a spark, whether it's a receiver, whether it's a running back, every single team has one. And, and so it, unfortunately I'm not knocking Patterson. I'm just saying there are, you know, 32 other Pattersons or 31 other Pattersons out there that a lot of people thought he might make the team. He's a good guy. You know, people, people like that third and, and fourth running back. Um, but they just, they're just not going to, not going to make the team, unfortunately. So uh, I'm not sure if we've, we've lost Reggie. We got some uh, audio issues here. Uh, but one of the things that I, that I noticed, uh, are you back with us, Reggie? I'm back. Okay. I lost you for a second there. Um, and so, but, but besides uh, Patterson and Allen, uh, a couple things from that, that I, that stood out to me was that we only kept three running backs on the active roster. Um, okay. Jonathan Williams went on the IR. Initially, I thought uh, that he was cut, but it turns out he he was on the IR. So he, my expectation is they anticipate when he's off the IR that he'll Who's be this? on the active roster. Who's this again? Jonathan Williams. Okay, so he's on IR? Correct. They, they put him on IR. So okay. I believe by today's NFL rules, that puts you at least four weeks of uh being off the roster um and the other lot, thing lot guys, was, a lot of guys went on ir man and I, I ain't gonna lie i'm not i'm not a conspiracy theorist kind of guy just just by nature right but in all the years i've been a fan i've never seen this many guys go <laughs> go on ir i mean jonathan williams for Darius matthews matthews um and then I know the one kid got hurt. Brayton Daniels got hurt. Right. He, you know, supposedly. I mean, I yeah. didn't watch the game, but supposedly he hurt his towards rotator cuff, and they didn't even know that until the day after. Well, so, well, the, well, the um, the rules for IR changed just a couple of years ago, right? It used to be if you were on IR before the season started, you were gone for the year, right? right. And, well, Brayton and Daniels not, is gone for the year. Yeah, but but the point is. If you know he's going to be out four weeks, maybe if you know he's going to be out three weeks, um, go ahead and put him on IR. Let them get fully healed. That gives you a roster spot. It's 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 more of a roster move, uh, and, and being able to have more players to work with within the rules and boundaries that that are out there right now. Um, but we got three suspect. running backs. Yeah, we, a little suspect. Uh, not, I, I think I think if you look across the other teams, it's probably on par with most of the other teams out there. Um, I, I was I was surprised that we kept seven wide receivers. Um, that that is a, a high number by most NFL standards. Um, not I, I just went and looked at uh, Philadelphia Eagles as an example. They kept four wide receivers. Four seemed four seemed awfully low. Um, I would think five, maybe six, uh, but seven wide receivers, uh, and only three running backs initially. 
at this moment going in, going into week one. I, I get the impression that some of the moves that Washington made this training camp and based on the number numbers that they kept at some positions leads me to believe that these moves have everything to do with what potentially is going to happen next season. And what I mean by that is there's guys that they saw enough in training camp and preseason in turn from a depth perception perspective, sorry, God, depth perspective that they didn't want to cut these guys and potentially lose them to other teams, knowing that they want to continue to develop them this year in anticipation that they're going to lose guys next year. Case in point, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Casey Tuhill, and I think F.L. Bottle, Bada are all free agents. Right. So with four guys, you're not going to bring them all four back. So then now you step in the Ridgeways, the uh, K.J. Henrys, the Andre Joneses of the world. You keep developing them, and so now you got somebody waiting in the wings in case you can't bring them. Same thing with the wide receiver. Right. Uh, Terry, Terry and Jahan Dawson are on the team, but Curtis Samuel is in the last year of his contract. Right. So now you bring in the other three guys that they kept, Pringle, Tinsley, and uh, we'll call it Dak. Dak's not going to, I don't think, take these guys a spot. But now if you develop Tinsley, you develop um, – uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name already. But anyway, you develop the other guys. Now all of a sudden you're not hamstrung to overpay Curtis Samuel to keep him right. because you still got Jahan Dotson who could step in as your number two. And then, of course, you still have Kurt, uh, uh, Terry McLaurin. Right. So to me, the, the the numbers that they kept at a lot of these positions has a lot to do with what they're what I think they're looking forward to next year. And the same thing on the offensive line. They kept quite a few offensive linemen. Um, but again, this is this whole position flex mentality that uh, right. Ron and 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 the folks like to like to utilize. Well, and, and I think if you look at the running backs that we that we are. are at, active on the roster with uh b rob um gibson and uh rodriguez rodriguez you know these are guys that have done well catching out of the backfield and then you throw that on with having seven wide receivers um i don't think that there was any doubt that eric b was going to be opening up this offense and but if if you had any doubts, you know, look look at the roster that he's that he's putting together and the skill sets that they have. Um, e- even with the vanilla offense that we run during the during the season, um, Sam Howell was was not just dinking and dunking. Yes, he he did some of that, but he was throwing a lot of balls that were eight yards and beyond. Where right. you look the last few years, and and man it seemed like 70% of our passes were eight yards in, in, you know, it was, it was a four yard hook. It was a three yard hook. It was a five yard out. It was to the backs here and there. It was, you know, it, it, it was nothing where the receiver would get a first down if he was tackled immediately, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that, and, and I already see that change 
just in preseason that we're, we're throwing the ball eight, 12, 15 yards down the field, you know, going deep here and there. Um, the enemy is going to make everybody play the entire field. As he should spread Absolutely. them out. Yeah. Spread them out, maximize your talent, maximize your weapons that you have and get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Um, I don't think this team is going to be heavy run. <laughs> I mean, I know Ron and Mayhew said that prior to Eric Benemy becoming the offensive coordinator, but man, I, if you look if preseason and training camp was any indication of what, what this team is going to look like, there's going to be a lot of balls being, uh, being thrown around yeah. to the backs and tight ends alike, but right. there's going to be a lot of passes um, in this offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, if you want to say that the the running backs, uh, you know, where, where last year they would have gotten, you know, a, a few catches out of it and then, you know, 20, 25 runs. Um, so, you know, you, you total it up and maybe it's it's 30 touches. I think they're still going to get 25 to 30 touches. It's just not going to all be runs. Um, and, and, and that's fine. Uh, you know, a, a, a swing pass to a running back is nothing more than a, a wide run. You know, you, you mm. just, he just doesn't have all the blockers as you know, a full set of offensive linemen out in front of him. Uh, but it's still a, you know, and essentially a long wide run when you, when you throw it out there. Um, so yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, like I said, I, I think the offensive line, the, the running backs are going to get roughly the same amount of touches. It's going to be, less run and more passes mixed in with that. I agree. I agree. I, um, I, I, you know, the national media obviously does not think, think highly of this team. They don't think the team is going to do well. Um, people were questioning Sam Howe when Ron made the decision in the uh, beginning of the all season that he was going to give Sam the opportunity to be QB one. Um, and everyone naturally said, this, this makes no sense. And now, after Sam has played this preseason, seem like people have jumped on the Sam Howe bandwagon. So with that, I still think nationally, just like they were not on the Sam Howe bandwagon early on, they're not hooked to this team early on. But I believe that as the season gets going and we started, started winning and scoring and realizing that man Washington is not an easy easy win for you and when they see the team compete I think it will start to change the narrative nationally that this team is for real and I you know I, I have a I have a friendly bet uh with the co-worker of mine he thinks that we're going to finish last in the division he's a cowboy fan and uh he thinks to think that we're gonna lose, we're gonna fi finish last in the division again. And I said, absolutely not. So it was an easy bet. I was like, even if we don't win the division, we're not I don't think we finish last. Right. So so with that being said, that's right along with the way I think we're perceived nationally. Nationally has us being the worst team in the division and that we will finish last again. Yeah, I I don't know. And there are let me just back up. There are um, media heads out there that aren't giving Washington any credit at all. That's fine. I'll, I'll dismiss, dismiss those people. Um, the, the people that do give us at least some level of credit, uh, I, I think those people are going to be 
if you pause at this moment and Sam Howell continues to be the player that we think he can be, um, and, and I'm not trying to say he's going to be a top five player. Maybe he will, but I'm not trying to elevate it in, in my example here. Um, if he is a, a number 11, 12 quarterback in this league this year, that's not that's not super high. That's not super low. But that that is if he if he were to play at around that level, this is going to be a dangerous team because the defense can can handle their business. The offense will be able to handle their business. It'll be a a well balanced team that can win games different ways. Um, and as any team out there i mean as a fan of any team out there if you don't have a dominant offense or a truly dominant defense then you better be balanced because teams are going to expose you and i think the way this team is set up right now we we can score uh with some of the teams and we have a defense that can slow down some of the faster offenses um but you know the, the proof is in the pudding and for 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 Washington, we'll we'll start finding out September tenth uh, as and, the season and, goes. Yeah, and what has what has to happen on both sides of the ball is it's been talked about and talked about is we have to start fast. I understand. Yes. I mean, again, we play in Arizona. You know, they're they're professionals; they get paid to. But this team has to just generally speaking, early in the season, has to get off to a fast start. We can't still be trying to find our footing on both offense and defense. Defense has no excuse, in my in my opinion, to be getting off to a slow start. You should know what's going on. You should be playing fast. Offensively, I get it. There's still some learning curve to be had. But, man, you can't have offense and defense both still trying to find their footing early in the season. So, right. so they got to start fast, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm excited over- about the roster. Yeah, uh, we're not going to give our prediction for the season yet. Uh, next week, uh, prior to the to to the first game, we'll come out with another podcast. Uh, on that podcast, we will review the upcoming Arizona game in a little more details. Uh, we'll talk about our predictions for the year, and we will also uh, talk about any updates, uh, news, and events that are going on. Um, and, and and maybe I'm, we already mentioned about uh, going out there uh, to, to week one, but you know if if we know that we're going to be somewhere at some event like uh, Saturday night, maybe we'll let you know. We'd lo- we'd love to meet you um, if you know of one that, uh, that, that there's an event coming on. Not not just not just you and uh, your neighbor Bob across the street grilling a couple <laughs> hot dogs, but if there's an actual <laughs> event that uh, is going on with other commanders fans, maybe a radio station's putting it together. Maybe, you know, Miller lights, putting it together, whatever. Uh, we're out of town. So we might miss some of the, some we're of the but, news. Let us we're know. Bud Light, Ken. Remember we're Bud Lights. Bud Light, Miller Bud Light. Light now. I, I don't <laughs> drink any beer. So it's, it's all the same to me. Uh, if, if Pepsi uh, sponsors an event, let me know. I'll, I'll be there, man. <laughs> hey, but we we can still meet meet up with 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 uh, Bob and the neighbor too. You know, we we don't discriminate. Oh well, well, once we find out that 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 Bud Light and Miller Light are putting something together, 
we'll, we'll get uh you know bob and, and, and his grill to, to come on out there and, and meet up with us <laughs> out there with everybody else so so but yeah so that's really it man um i'm excited about the roster I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about where this potentially is going to take us. This could be the beginning of a new era for Washington, man. And I'm excited and looking forward to it and just happy that we will be there for the start of it uh, come week one, September 10th. So looking, looking, being excited for it, looking forward to it. And so, and as always, man, until next time, that's all I got. Peace out. Peace out, knuckleheads. Hit us up on uh, social media. <laughs> social media. Best places on Twitter at the two knuckleheads.